Well, the Flames are getting ready to head into the new year. They seem to be going out in a high note. Dylan and Chris from the Armchair GM Podcast are going to talk about it. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, Chris, how was your Christmas? Christmas was fantastic. Got to That's spend good. a lot of time with family, ate a lot of food, drank a bunch of beer, a couple of glasses of wine, opened up a, a few presents with uh, Flaming Sea on it. Got uh, yeah, Your wife got you a pretty nice shirt. Hey, you have that close by? I don't. Uh, it's It's actually hanging to dry. You know, got you know oh, just nice. all sorts of other things to add to the to the cave. Nice. So yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. Like I said, lots lots of family time. I hope everybody out in uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple World, uh, were able to experience the same. How about you? How was your uh, uh, weekend? Aside from the fact you were likely working for most of it. Yeah, I was. Well, you know, <laughs> double time and a half is nothing to cough at you know what i mean it's it's not bad it's part of the deal of my job is uh you know weekends and holidays but um other than walking around in a in a snowstorm all all day long uh both days uh right. i got to go go for dinner with my uh my girlfriend's parents we went over to, to their place that was nice um opened some gifts got to no talk to all my family on the phone and stuff like that so so it was nice um it actually wasn't bad and you know it wasn't too much uh you know the time off of the flames being upset about where we were in the standings or anything like that so that was nice that was nice yeah i i i do i do remember seeing you uh make a post complaining about uh the the lack of snow removal in the revelstoke area um yeah which is funny being so you you do uh, most most of your travel is via walking yeah uh, so i thought that was kind of comical that you're talking about snow removal on the roads but uh, uh yeah um <laughs> walking past several stuck vehicles in a four block five block radius is of quite course. unacceptable to me and like it, it it fucking snows here man it snows here a lot and of, of course, you did the Canadian thing and helped all those those poor I, people stuck. And, and I did. Them I, get I, on I stopped way. and asked everybody for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody wanted help because they were already getting it. Good. Um, Good. Because you know, there's a lot of people around with with heavy trucks, and all I have is my hands. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the- like 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 it snows here, right? It's it's unacceptable for them to and like they were all on call like i was talking to to some of the snow removal people like everyone was on call and they just didn't get a call because the city's cheap it's unacceptable just because it's anyways yeah so so speaking of snow how about snow and goalies since the last time we talked uh the flames have gone uh what three one and one yep 
been a pretty they had a pretty successful uh, road trip I, I would say a very successful road trip in in California yeah given and, competition isn't great down in California but uh well for the most part but those are games you have to win and the flames you know have been losing to teams like Montreal and Columbus and and teams like that this year, the teams that you should be beating. So it's nice to be beating the teams that we should be beating in our division. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Being, being able to take uh, seven of eight points out of California is huge. It's, it's a big thing, right? You know, because we've, we've had, you know, we've in the past, we've had this thing with, with Anaheim, right. Can't win in their building. And, and even a couple years struggle. It's been a couple of years since that has gone away, which is great. But even but even struggled like even even in our own dome against Anaheim. So to yep. go in, you know, yes, it went to overtime, um, but we, we gutted it out, got the win. You know, mm-hmm. losing losing to LA in in overtime was it wasn't great, but we got a point out of it. Yeah, you know, a much needed point. And and given where LA is. And where we were in in the standings at the time, I'm sure it irritated a lot of the Pacific Division, right? Oh, 100 percent. You know, nobody wanted that to be a three point game. But, oh yeah, no. Like most of the most of the overtime games are are probably frustrating the Pacific Division because, mm. I mean, I don't know. I, I I haven't looked at the standings lately, but. Uh, um, I'm I'm just gonna look it up real quick. It's uh I know that the um I know that the um but we're all pretty close, right? Like we have forty one points, Kraken have forty, Oilers have forty, Canucks are thirty five, which is you know behind by a bit, but not really that far behind right like everyone's really close so mm-hmm. the the games in hand kind of freaked me out a little bit with the uh with with the teams that were around so yeah they- like the only team that's the only two teams that have played more than us are uh, Vegas and and the Kings who are both you know 5 to 9 points ahead of us yeah yeah so it's that's the only thing that kind of freaks me out a little bit but you know what? You you have to control your own de- destiny. You you go in, you win the games that you can, and that you should. That's all you can do, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's you know, obviously you're going to do a lot of scoreboard watching, but you know there's mm-hmm. there's still lots of lots of season left for them for the Flames to just ride it out, right? Win the games. Oh, absolutely. Um, and and given how how we have we have uh, lots of lines that are that are really clicking right now, like not necessarily explosion in the offense, but they really look well together. Uh, you know, the four lines that are kind of pegging over the last, what, three games have been. I think it's been longer than that, but yeah, it's been um, yeah. one, two, three, four, at least, I think. Yeah. Cause yeah, I think Lucic got put over there. On the second line, the quote-unquote second line, um, in San Jose, like if you look here, 
Lucci scored from Huberto, right? That that game. Yeah, you're right. And Kadri scored from Huberto that game too. So um let's go over that. That's seven, what was it? Seven seven to three win for seven us. Three. Yeah. Yeah. That was huge. Um Huberto with three assists, a, a couple of beauties. Lucic had a really nice play that game too. Um, he did. I mean, his goal was nice, but I, I, I think his, uh, his pass to Kadri was better. Yeah, the the little like give and go off the boards. Yeah, that was a really nice little play. And uh, I'm, you know, I don't think that Luch on the second line and Dubé on the first line is a long term sustainable thing. No, nope. but I also think that part of good coaching is going with the hot hand while it's hot, right? When they stop producing together, when they stop looking good together, fucking change it. But there's fans just furious over Lucic playing so so high in the lineup right now, and it's like, it's fucking working. Yeah. And it's working damn good. Yeah, you can't can't fault Daryl for for what's happening right now. Like, since... Since this current lineup shakeup, we we have results. We have wins. Yeah. So that's all that matters. Three one I, and one, like we're we're doing just fine. Yeah, absolutely. Like if we are anywhere close to this, you know, going forward, if we're anywhere close to three one and one for the rest of the year, then we're making the playoffs. Like that's right. That's right. And and for people to be angry about about Luch playing on on the line that he's playing on, I'm not going to label line numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's got three points in the last five games. Like, so what? He's 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 playing well. He's not out of place on that line currently. Three points in five games is kind of like a second liner, you know, quote unquote second liner production, isn't it? That's pretty much what you expect out of your second line. That's pretty much what you would expect out of um, uh, guys that make five and a half million dollars. Wow, he's actually producing like a okay. So that's the. I mean, right? If you want to compare yeah. numbers, yeah. So you can't really be upset about that. Um, lots of people are, but I I think it's completely unjustified being upset about that. Yeah. Now, if it wasn't working well. I would I would be upset about it, but it's sure. it is so shut the fuck up. <laughs> it is so shut the fuck up. Um but yeah, no, that game was was great to see. Um Dubé up on the first line killing it as well. Uh I think he had a one two two point game, a goal and an assist that game, and he's been flying ever since. Um, that's fit well. I I think just the the speed and and getting in fits really well with uh, with Toffoli and Lindholm, who neither of which are are the fastest of guys. So the you know for the dump, which I'm not always a huge fan of, but when when you are dumping, you need somebody who's a, who's quick on that line who can get in the, on the forecheck and retrieve that puck, mm-hmm. and I think that's the helping having uh having a faster player like uh, like Dubé on that yeah 
Absolutely. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, he's, he's shown that he deserves credit and, and to be rewarded with more ice time. He's, he's, you know, I, I like I said, I will take my foot out of my mouth when it comes to Dubé this year. So far, he's so far, he's, yeah. he's played really well. I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't I'm think really it's sustainable. Impressed. I think him as a yeah. as a top six forward is sustainable, but I don't think him as a yeah as a as a quote unquote top top liner is sustainable. That's right. I but agree. If he, again, if he proves me wrong, fucking rights. I mean, if if you look at you know his his other winger on on the line he was on before, um, another you know, just shy of $6 million player that everybody seems to absolutely adore and love who Andrew is, can't do any wrong. Andrew Pani. Yeah. Who has one point in the last five games, but everybody talks about how well he is playing and how good he is at playing hockey. It's all I, it's all they're right? talking about on nine sixty, and it, it, it yeah. drives me fucking nuts. Like it's, it's almost like they're trying horrible. to, they're, they're trying to compensate for something or they're trying to, will him into being a better hockey player mm-hmm. he's he's legitimately playing his exact average currently mm-hmm. and and he mm-hmm. honestly manjupani he's done last game he had he had a few nice plays and he played better than he usually does mm-hmm. but that's still nowhere close to 5.8 million dollars worth of no um no sure he's, he's the only player on the team over the last few games who's been frustrating me though. So I, I can't, yeah. you know, if there's only one guy on the team that's frustrating, it, yeah. you know, you can't really complain yeah, about it too, too much. No, it's not a bad thing. Right. But there's, there's absolutely a reason why when you got the two wingers that are playing with Kadri on quote unquote, second line, one player goes up to the, to the first one player drops down to the third. Mm-hmm. There's, it's undeniable. Yeah. Like, and like, People were saying Kadri was was you know that DNA line was being driven by Kadri, but I I think I think it was kind of a fifty fit like Manjipani was a was a bit of a passenger on that line I think yeah and I think it was a fifty fifty uh, Dubé and Kadri when when that line was doing really well mm-hmm. and uh, yeah like you said um, they got. You know the the guys the guy who did well got moved up and rewarded, and the guy who was a passenger got moved down, and and uh, that's how things should work. That's exactly how it should work, right? And that's that's just good coaching. Yeah. Right. That's so all that, that is. seven three win was huge, and then yep. we got a day off and went into L.A. and uh, had a back to back in L.A. again and. Uh, and I'm uh, LA. We really needed that one uh, as far as the standings were concerned, but mm-hmm. uh, we ended up dropping it in OT um, in honestly, somewhat of a, a decent fashion though, because we, we may have lost in overtime, but I thought that losing after, you know, we, we let in two goals at the very beginning it, of the first or of the third yeah, period, like right, right like quick. In, in 10 seconds, right? In 10 seconds at the very beginning of the third period. And it, and that's honestly, this team has given up, not given up, but that they have shown 
um, frustration and and stopped playing their game and all that type of stuff mm-hmm. um, quite often when things like that happen. Yep. And they didn't. And they came back and tied that one, showed some resilience, and uh, yeah, you know, brought it to overtime at the very least where um, – did they take a penalty in overtime that game? I can't remember. Um, I don't think they did because there were the goal wasn't. Uh, yeah, the goal yeah. wasn't the power play goal. Yeah, goal wasn't power play, and it was uh, you know three. It's like just like three minutes in, so I'm gonna say no. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't believe they did on that one. And again, you know, you, you, you've you got the guys on the score sheet who you want on the score sheet in that game. You've got, you know, Lucic and Huberto combined for a goal there. Um, you know, Toffoli. Anderson's yeah. just been killing it. You know, you got Dubé and Lindholm on, on the score sheet that game. So you've got, you know, the, your first liners and your second liners all on the score sheet. You know, you're not relying on... Um, on guys like Lewis or 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 Coleman or Backland, who, no, it's great when they score, but but you shouldn't be relying on them to to score to win games. You know, it, when they yeah. score, it should be a bonus. Well, um, exactly. Yeah, and we were kind of relying, especially on Backland earlier in the year, and now we're kind of getting that offense from the top of the lineup. Well, that's right. To start the year, we're getting some great production from Backlund and well, and, and Richie for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I, I, you know, like you said, we're we're getting production out of, out of uh, out of Huberto now. He's really starting to find his stride. He's, he's got like fifteen points in his last sixteen games. I mean, he has uh, one, two, three. He has six points in the last five. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, and. and it's funny. I had a conversation last night with somebody that was complaining about the fact he's not scoring goals. Um, what do you fucking expect? Like, like the man, the man is an elite setup player, right? He he set, he set a record for assists last, last year, year, like like a yeah. league record, most assists by a yeah. left winger yeah. in league history. Think about left wingers that have played. Fucking yeah. Yari Curry played. Yeah. Left wing for Gretzky, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about Huberto scoring goals. Would I like him to score more? More, yes. Would I like him to shoot more? Yes. He would okay. like him. He would like him to shoot more. We're talking about some, right? the game right now where he made two passes in overtime mm-hmm. when he was alone in front of the net, yeah. and yes, that's frustrating to watch. It is absolutely frustrating to watch. And he was the first one to say, I should have shot that. But when you see that from a guy like that, sure, it's frustrating, but but it's what he's going to do. Like, because he's a great passer. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and of course, the frustrating thing there is he actually scored in that game as well. He was our first Mm -hmm. goal. But mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm not worried about Huberto and goals. No. He's a playmaker. He's an elite playmaker. Let him do his thing. If Huberto is getting assists, that means the Flames are scoring. Absolutely. 
right? Because you don't get an assist without it. So, yeah. Yep. No, I'm, and... I'm not worried about, about Jonathan whatsoever. Me neither. And, like, there's been lots of talk about how he's underperformed, which he, he kind of, you know, did to start the year. But, you know, sure. for me, that, that was to be expected. Yeah. Um, you know, coming from a hockey dead market where it's, oh, plus 40 out half the time to, you know, being traded without thinking that you were going to be traded. Um to a freezing, cold, windy, snowy, I mean, uh, quite envi- honestly miserable place. <laughs> environment outside of the arena, be damned. I mean, I mean, those are all factors for sure. Yeah, but you couldn't have two different systems like what he's gone through in the last. Well, yeah, the, the the like Andrew Burnett system was it, run and gun and run and gun more and run and yeah. gun some more and yeah. and this Daryl Souther system. And if is... that doesn't work, just run and gun. Yeah. Yeah. To 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 come into Daryl Sutter defense first mentality system, of course he's gonna struggle. Who would he's been really good defensively. He's been great defensively. Of, Absolutely. Over the last month. I think he's been just a great overall player for the last month and Ever you know, ever since he got back from injury. So. Yeah. Right? Like he, he was having some struggles going and then when he had that that bit that that was it three games I think he missed there on injury. Two he, I think two or three. Yeah, yeah, two or three. And then when he came back, he played he was put on line with Backlin. And I tell you what, like he's he's really fitting in well with a with with a two hundred foot style, right? So you play play with Backlund, who's brilliant at it, one of the best in the league, and then you play, you know, and then you go back on the line with with Lindholm and and just even retool that in a little bit more because we all know Lindholm is exactly that player as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's he's getting there, right? Like he's he's doing he's doing what he should be doing. He's 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 got he's getting points. He's defending well. I mean, it, it's still fun to watch him. Uh, yeah, find players that you know I have a hard time even seeing on the TV when I'm watching it. Oh right. yeah, and and like the thing is, is I think the guys are getting more used to him too. I think that was I know we talk about this like every episode, but to me, one of the reasons why he was having a hard time, but getting on the scoreboard, you know, getting assists. Um, to start the year was because the guy like Uyghur was the only one who understood on the whole team the seams that that Huberto finds and Lindholm like and Toffoli especially I found both of them had a really hard time picking up those passes because like even being used to, to Gaudreau like he could find a good seam but he didn't yeah, but pass it quite as hard and he didn't know his passes and, and were he was looking at you when he was passing it to you Huberto's not and it's going to their tape it, it was going to their tape and now and yeah. instead of bouncing off of their tape they're corralling it better now like yeah absolutely and i think yeah. that lucic i think actually helps with that because 
he can he's got more weight behind him he can take a pass a little bit better you know <laughs> the, the puck's not knocking his stick back four inches yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. yeah no i agree i mean to foley well both to foley and lindholm had had issues receiving the pass for the first couple of weeks for sure mm-hmm. um but i i feel like even both of those guys are are well they're finding them better now yeah yeah they're for they're sure. they're understanding that it's coming so you better be paying attention I think stick on the, the ice, thing. right? Stick on the ice. As Red always, pee- Red Green always says, "Pee wee hockey." Stick mm-hmm. on the ice, right? So yeah, so, we uh, dropped that one in overtime, but still got a point out of it. Um, yeah, and then headed over to Anaheim, where we That's- played. Um, did we play Anaheim the very next night? Yeah. Well, the very next night, yeah. um, that huge, huge stone bomb, because we, we've been talking the last couple of weeks, stone hasn't been playing very well, honestly. No, he's um, struggled. He's, he's definitely he struggled. struggled quite a bit and he hasn't been ripping those shots that, you know, his signature 95 to 101 shot, you yeah. know, and, but then he did. <laughs> Ripped it red, and like and, you could tell that that um, Dostal kid, their their uh, Anaheim's goalie of the future, there just had no fucking idea. Yeah, like he had no idea that that puck was coming that fast. He couldn't see it. He could, and that's what you need out of Stone. Um, yeah. And I think ever since then, he's actually been playing better. And I think that goal helped. Um, he's been more confident defensively as well. Uh, there hasn't, I don't think, since this game, they've shortened their bench defensively. Yeah, because for the last couple of weeks, it's been happening quite often where the stone, well, stone specifically, has been sat, and they've just kind of rotated Zadorov onto other pairs. Because Stone was struggling, but ever yeah. since the, ever since this Anaheim game, I think he's kind of back to where what you want out of your number sixty. Yeah, he's 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 been playing much better. He's been more aware of what's going on around him. Like I I don't know if the 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 injury sent him back a little bit, which I'm assuming it did. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I mean when it when it came to the Anaheim game, my my take on that one a little bit, our, our top two lines disappeared, right? There and it was another one of those Richie. nowhere to be seen. Richie yeah. and Stone, right? Yeah, well, I mean, when like all of our production for goals, we had Stone and then Richie in 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 uh in, in, Anaheim. Regu- in regulation and then you know, and then Rasmus Anderson puts it home in OT. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you know. Obviously, he's with with you know, Defoli and and Huberto on that on that first line for OT. But but that whole game though, like our top two lines were. I mean, I'm going to use the word invisible. They they really didn't click. They didn't look good at all. But our our bottom two lines came to play, thankfully, mm-hmm. and and you know they just gutted out a win. Like, you know, the the last game of four on the road. 
in a building that you know in the years past you've had issues winning they just yeah. they they gutted out a win and and you can't really ask for anything more on a on on game four of a four game road trip absolutely and on back to backs as well yeah like absolutely. it's not it doesn't take long to get from la to anaheim but still it's still a back to back still back to back and the and the game you had before you know the the first night was ot as well mm-hmm. so it's Tiring. just it's just extra extra time extra minutes for everybody and i, I want to point something out um that anaheim goal the the power play goal uh for mason mctavish yeah you remember do you remember that one yeah the one timer yeah um you probably know what i'm about to say we fucking need something like that we don't have guys who rip one timers on the power play we need that we've needed that for fucking years um and just watching that game and watching that shot just put that like people are like oh you know not every team can have no vetchkin but like anaheim has a fucking mason mctavish right That's like right. we need somebody who can rip a one-timer I, from the from the circle i i hear there's a young kid by the last name thompson that does that fairly well that'll be fucking great well he also scores in every way imaginable he so, does but his one time is unreal. Oh, it absolutely is. Like unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like- now I think um, from the f- I've ne- I've never really watched a game of. Um... Uh, why am I blanking on his name right now? The uh, our prospect that's in college right now that um... uh, Coronado. Coronado, yeah, he. He rips one timers. I've seen. I've never really watched a game, but I've seen some highlights of some of some one time rippers. But uh, he's a couple years away, right? So, in well, my may- opinion, maybe he should be up instead of Phillips. That doesn't work. I know. I I know. Well, Phillips what? isn't up anymore. What you mean? You mean he has to actually have a pro contract to be up here? Yeah, he has to have a pro contract to play pro hockey. Yeah, yeah, that's huh. how that works. I mean, I, I figure at college he's more NHL ready than Phillips is, but that's another subject, and I don't yeah. think we should spend any time on it. We'll have a lot of haters. Well, whatever. Um, that Rasmus Anderson goal, though, mm-hmm. that was the overtime goal, I I cannot praise Rasmus Anderson more than I do, I don't think. Um I think he had some struggles five on five to start the season, but I think yeah. he's been a lot. And like even Hannafin too has been really good, but Rasmus has been like elite. Yeah, for the majority of this year, I think, on in in all strengths, he's been he's been really really strong. Yeah. Um, somebody brought it up last night in in a in a thread that I was communicating in. And they and they just simply said, "Why is Rasmus never in the talks for getting the C?" I've went, thought about that in the past too. And my and my first thought was, "I don't know why isn't he?" I mean, he's he he's he exudes all the things you want from a leader, right? You know, he's he's vocal with with the uh, players. He's vocal with his goaltender. He's vocal with the 
with the with the refs. He's vocal with the coach. He's vocal with the media. He leads by example on the ice. He's, he's, he steps up for his teammates when his teammate like he's like one absolutely. of the only guys on the team who who actually reacts to a to a hit. Yeah, absolutely. You know? He stands up for his players. He he even stands up for his players, you know, in front of the media. Mm-hmm. And and it, and it actually kind of it it made me feel bad that I never even thought of having him in the conversation to be the captain. Now, I'm not saying necessarily that he should be, but he absolutely deserves to be in the conversation. Oh, no, I I think he should have an A like yeah, at the very least when when all is said and done. Yeah. Um and like, you know, he's 24 minutes, 27 minutes, 30 minutes. Like he, you yeah. want your captain to play a lot, right? Like he, well, that's right. You want your captain the, on the ice, right? You want, you probably want your captain to shoot on the power play a little more, but mm-hmm. that's about the only thing that frustrates me about Rasmus Anderson's game this year. He's yeah. been fucking fantastic. Yeah, he has been. He's been really good this year. It, you you said it before last season. The you know he's the guy to watch out for as far as pro- progression. Yeah, because he and, he had that off year, mm-hmm. and I think it was during that season we were talking. I don't think it was on on this podcast. I think it was on our old podcast on the flaming puck. There, um, shout out we, Ian. Shout out to Ian. Um, have to have him on one of these days. Sure. Um, but yeah, because he was steadily improving every year, mm-hmm. and he looked really good the year before that, and then he kind of just had a bad year, as yeah, did he, the entire rest of the team. Yeah, right? the team the team looked bad. He he regressed. I mean, that was Bill Ward time, right? Bill <laughs> Jeff Ward, yeah, Jeff Ward, yeah, Bill. Bill Peters. Bill, Bill Peters slash yeah, yeah. Ford. Bill Ward. And um, and and the beginning of the Daryl Sutter. Like that year was the beginning of Sutter. Right. He got hired like at the end of that year. Yeah. 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 And, so... it, and then and then the next year Rasmus played really well, which was last year, played really well. Did and and yeah, I said it the whole time, right? I I wasn't ever worried about about his contract because first of all his contract is a second pair of defenseman's yeah. contract. Yeah, I was and gonna say his contract's fine. Yeah, that, that I'm not worried about at all. Yeah. Um and then and now he's playing like a like a number one, like I'm not sure if if you'd call him a Norris candidate. In fact I wouldn't, but no. I He's a number one on probably twenty teams, and a number two on all the other teams. He's he's a number one pairing in almost every team in the NHL. I no, would think. Number one pairing in almost yeah. every team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, he's, he's already, he already has more goals. He's tied his 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 uh, his his most goal production ever with with five goals already. Yeah. You know, he has 20, and like a, 26 and a couple points. of shootout goals. That's right. He's got 26 points. He's more than halfway uh, towards uh, t- uh, being over his, his uh, point total. So, I mean, it's he's he's showing everything. 
And you know how mm-hmm. how I'm not a I'm not I'm not a person that likes or necessarily cares about defensive production as far as points. But it's but, great when it comes without having too much defensive exactly uh, problem. He he finds he finds a way to get back. So I he he's not a defensive liability in any way. I'd I'd like I kind of want to credit the rest of the team for that too, because yeah. I do find this year both him and Hannafin have jumped into the play a lot, but every time like I'm sure you watch like this, I certainly do. I don't know how many people out there watch like this, but when you notice number four, number fifty five going up into the play, mm-hmm. you notice the the Dubé or you notice yeah. the. They you come notice, back around. Right? Even to Foley, they'll they'll kind of back up into where Rasmus should have been. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like in, absolutely. In, in back, Backlund's been doing it for forever. Years. Years. Um Coleman but, does it all the time too. Yeah. That's like, right. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's certain players that have that wherewithal that that understand what needs to happen when an Anderson or 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 Hannafin or or uh or Zadaroff are, are behind their net right like we need yeah. to have two people on that line to keep the a to keep the puck in and 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 reduce the the amount of odd man rushes coming back mm-hmm. so <laughs> but you're but you're right i mean it's 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 been it's been refreshing to see so many so many plays have developed from our end with our defensemen going into their zone with the puck mm-hmm. leading the charge it's it's something different from from what they're used to or what they've been doing over the past few years. They've tried it a little bit, but this year it's been really noticeable because when it happens, it's been effective. I think part of it is also, um, you know, for the last 11 years or whatever, um, we've had that elite puck carrying forward who who um you know whenever the puck wasn't being dumped in could actually carry it in and and get in you know the the majority well, right. of the time yeah um, i suppose and that, now it. we don't so we have we need somebody else to do it right like huberto is not the best at carrying it into the zone he's no. not bad at it but we don't have many of those guys so the defensemen are doing it now and that's fine i think I think that's something Zadorov is fantastic at. He's and been he's really big, good so at it. Can get get he, but yeah, yeah, he's he's been really good at it. I'll give him a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Like years past, it was the defenseman's job to start skating up and drop the puck mm-hmm. off off to number thirteen, right? But it's it's now now they're just driving with momentum and yeah, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. Me I'm, too. I'm I'm. I'm willing to admit watching the defensive play offense this year has actually been fun and exciting. It has been. And the thing is, is um, that's something that's always bothered me a little bit about Noah, especially is he has offensive instincts, but he's not, he, until this year, I think he's barely, except for that one year he played with Tanev, he's Mm -hmm. barely ever used it. Um, at least very effectively in my opinion, but yeah. he's, I actually heard a really good um, 
can't remember was it Wes Gilbertson maybe did a interview with or no it was Pat Pat Steinberg did a interview with Hannafin where they spent like half the time talking about Hannafin and half the time ta- talking about Anderson and Noah said like they're both just really really confident now and and it shows like yeah no mm-hmm. absolutely yeah they it shows they're a good pairing mm-hmm. they're a really good pairing yeah no absolutely. it's been it's been fun so yeah. before we uh before we get on to the next uh the next game in our in our uh, recap we want to take a take a break and have a little DraftKings action let's do it I like it. Be right back, everybody. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age, some restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. The next game we played was against our old friends, the Edmonton McElbows. The collarbones, um, and everybody. I just we should talk about this for a quick sec because everybody is all upset about the schedule this year, right? About how the Flames and the Oilers only play three times, which is how it works every few years, right? That's how the schedule is made. Um, personal, like, and I understand it. I'm all for rivalries and all that type of stuff, but. <clears throat> we played them nine times last year and, and like I've had fucking enough. And it's not just like, it's not just that McDavid fucking is good. Like whatever. I, I like watching good hockey, generally speaking. It's that I've seen enough fucking Oilers (laughs) personally. It's, I mean, I, I love playing, those rivalry games like i i've I've been watching the battle of alberta for you know for 42 years yeah and i i do love it 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 always has extra right Mm -hmm. that being said it doesn't have extra anymore as far as physical like that's what with the whole cashian and kachuk thing but neither play for the teams anymore and like Backland used to be, I mean, he's still good defensively against McDavid and that type of stuff, but he used to be physical against McDavid. And yeah. I don't know how we have, you know, Kadri, Coleman, Backland, Lucic, and like we don't, there's no physicality in, in these games. Like it's, no, no, it's there's... somewhat boring to watch. And like I, I was saying, I, I made a big post about it. I don't enjoy watching games against Edmonton anymore. No, because I, I mean it's it's the, it's the, stressful. The the broadcast is all about the Oilers, right? Yeah, you want to mute it. <laughs> yeah, you want to mute it, and there you're like there's just there's just no 
heated passion anymore. There's no mm-hmm. scrums after plays. There's no checks. There's no getting into Goalie it. fights. That was the last entertain, like really yeah. truly entertaining battle of Alberta was the yeah. goalie fight. I mean, that was a hell of a night. It was. It was a great night. But yeah, like that's that's and we lost I'm that at. game, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Like it's it's and not like I'm upset because because we're losing. I'm I'm upset. I'm not I'm not even upset. I'm just tired of watching the same team for the fifteenth time in the last fucking yeah. seven months. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, we saw a lot of them, you know, in the uh, Canada Division season. Mm-hmm. And then last year, was it nine games? I thought it was eight. Could have been nine though. Well, it, it was either way. It was it too was many. The four and then the five. Is that what it was? It was four in the regular season and then five in the playoffs. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. I see what you mean. But yeah, like I'm, I'm over it. I yeah. still want the rivalry to be there. Yeah, but I, I, and I want be. the rival. I want the rivalry to be there with intensity. Mm-hmm. And and, and for, uh, with a purpose. And again, I would love to see another playoff round. You know, I think that would be good. But yeah. um, I think part of the, the charm of the regular season is seeing different players come in and and going and, you know, our team going and playing against different players. And it's just like at some point, it seems like every other game is against the same fucking team. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like even that 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 San Jose thing where it was like one one game in San Jose and then the day yeah, off. Yeah, I didn't like that in San Jose. I didn't like that like, at all. Yeah. Like we won both of them, but like yeah. what what's going on here? <laughs> it makes sense yeah. for the guys though. It 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 kind of does because it's less travel, more rest type of thing, right? So I kind of get it, but Anyways, so this game, I actually think the Flames played really well. Um, I know that you and I are going to get into the exact reason why we lost that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think overall, as a team, uh, the Flames played quite well and and kept the Oilers from getting really good scoring opportunities for the majority of the game and had a couple of really good penalty kills against a penalty uh, a power play that's rocking the 30 some odd percent like yep. absurd right now yeah exactly like i mean they're 30 odd percent which is exactly what we kept them to one for three mm-hmm. so that all makes sense i mean we had 47 shots with 20 skinner's got our number I don't think he's got our number. Don't, don't say it's it. a lot of crest shots, but I think yeah, that it, that, like, that game we had a lot more high quality than we usually do. We we like a third of our shots maybe were quality shots. There that was all volume. Skinner doesn't have shit. Skinner so? no, no. I don't. I don't give Skinner any fucking credit for that game. Okay. I mean, we, I I, we, I probably played, don't give him as much credit as most people do, but I still give him a bit of credit because I do think that we had more high quality than we usually do. Yeah. Um, but the re- the reason, like, 
we we played really well in in our end and in the neutral zone and we played very good at perimeter hockey in the oiler zone no right especially on the power play like it's just yeah. so fucking annoying and and, and like and that's why i don't give him the credit that that you are giving him is because majority of our shots were from the blue line along the wall nobody in front right there's no there's no intensity in front of him he he saw 90% of the shots coming out yeah and that's um, and, and that's what i'm saying like if we can have actually 47 shots on goal as well as Edmonton has 20 had 25 blocks right like that's that's a lot of shot attempts and and um you know even more considering people are all about how many fucking hosts we got like like posts have anything to do with goals it it kind of bothers me like everyone's all excited about how many posts we got like they like they should have gone in it's like no that's just a fucking missed shot like yeah when you hit the post you've missed the net that's all it is unless it bounces off the post and goes in the net is on the inside it's on the inside so if you hit the post you've missed it it's a Mm -hmm. missed shot Mm -hmm. it's not you can register all you want it's not even registered as a shot on goal yeah it's really no different than than going, you know, three the past three years of Dubay patented, you know, six inches high and three feet wide. It's no yeah. different than hitting the post and going out. That's right. What's that? It's like, oh, I was close. I don't give a shit. Close. Yeah, but close, but close means nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those means those nothing. are those expected goals that everyone talks about nowadays that drives me fucking baddie it's like i don't, I don't care how many is expected did it go in yeah no. how many did so, they have who cares yeah, how many <laughs> how many did he have mm-hmm. give me give me those stats mm-hmm. but anyway so we played well played pretty good defensively kept the oilers off the board for you know as like the oilers big boys off the board for the majority of the game and Manjupani takes just bad penalties, and we have taken too many men penalty, and luckily only one of these these um one of these penalties cost us big time. Um, and that was that was the, the worst penalty. That was the um, worst penalty of them all. Oh, absolutely. Well, like in the I, in I the Oilers too many corner needs to stop. Um, I, yeah, I do too, but but that was like the most blatantly obvious hold. And he was like, lifted his hands up. Like he did nothing. It's like, no, like that. Like if you read, you could take what Mangiapane did, take a picture of it and put it in the rule book right next to the description of holding. That's exactly what it is. That's how Sutter explained it. Was it? I, I didn't, I didn't catch Sutter that game. He said, "If you look to look up the definition, the rule book, oh, that's what it is." <laughs> yeah, right. So there you and, go. But it, I mean, the holding penalty aside, where he did it is just like what a fucking boneheaded play. Yeah, like like he's he's basically in the Oilers' corner, two hundred feet from his own net, mm-hmm. taking a holding penalty. Fuck. Yeah. 
Get your shit and, together, Andrew. Like and, that was brutal. Don't get. Uh, I've heard lots of people, obviously, like they always do, bitching about the refs. And I do think the refs were not great that that game. Um, I do think that all of the penalties they called on us were one hundred percent penalties. Absolutely, both um, Andrews were, and it was too many men. Yeah, yeah. Without the beyond the shadow of a doubt, those were yeah, penalties. That's right. Um, I what thought I they could have is called how two the extra- Oilers can get away with murder several times that game. Um, yeah. There, there, there was, was there was a hold. There was Zadorov got clipped in the face. Uh, Lewis got clipped in the face. Um, and then the, there was there was another the one holding and, the and, holding and, and, and stuff like that where it's opinion related. You know the, the hooking and the holding. It's not to me. It's not nearly as bad as the stick infractions where you hit somebody in the face or you trip them. Like those are obvious, especially with with the the Zadorov getting hit in the face. And what was the ref like? Eight feet away from him, looking at him in the face. Oh, there, there was there was a couple of times like, where like sometimes you see a penalty happen and you look around like as a fan, you're watching TV, you look around, you see, you try to look at where the ref is and you see, Oh, maybe, you know, the refs uh, looking at something that's going on over there or whatever. But no, there was twice where I was like, where's the penalty? And the ref is like right next to the play looking right at what happened, staring at it. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, it's getting really hard because I'm I try to be a person who doesn't blame refs for shit because I truly think that good teams beat I know I, I say this all the time, but good good teams beat other teams and the refs. Um because refs are bad for all teams, but it gets really hard to not blame refs when they they are so clearly one-sided sometimes. Well, when it's so clearly one-sided, as well as I understand what you say, good teams find a way to beat the, the other team in the refs. I get that. Mm-hmm. The only problem is there's only... You have to. Yeah, absolutely. There's only like one or two teams in the entire league that are good enough to beat the refs. Mm-hmm. Like when it's one-sided like that, I'm sorry. Like you're talking about two similar caliber teams because they're all yep. NHL teams. Anybody can win a game any night. Yeah. You know, obviously there's odds and blah blah blah. I get that. But when you when you have two NHL caliber teams and one team is being favored by the refs, yep. That's like to to give that much of a disadvantage to another team is is gross. You know, I, and I'm not saying Layton. they're doing it on on purpose, but it sure looks like it. In, in a lot of these games, right? You know, there is, I believe it was near the end of the uh, the Oiler game when I when I threw in our, our Flames Hub chat there. There was, there was the hold. And then there was a, a point in time when the Oilers had seven fucking players on the ice. And they had the puck. Mm-hmm. And we get, we get a too many penalty or too many men penalty, which it was. Not mm-hmm. just complaining the fact we got the penalty because we did it. 
Yeah, but you again, can't, our, our but, penalties were penalties, yeah, but the but we, we had six went, we had six guys on the ice and got a penalty. They mm-hmm. had seven. Mm-hmm. I went back and watched. It. I was just like, "What the like? How is this even a thing?" Yeah, especially if you're going to call one team for it. Yeah, you have to call both sides. And like, I get, I get missing calls or whatever. Um, if or or like purposely not calling stuff. Sometimes I I get that. But if you're not gonna call things on one team, don't call them on the other team. If you're not, There's, if you are gonna call things on, like the holds and the high sticks and stuff, keep it consistent at least throughout that fucking game. That's right, absolutely. If it changes from game to game, so be it. Yeah, but it has to be consistent for both teams during the game. Sometimes there's, it seems there's like, four people... like there's different refs. Like like period by period or play by play, they've, yeah. they've just switched the ref out. Like that's right. the The ice surface is not big enough for two people in stripes with bands and two people with stripes without bands to not see what's going on. A hundred percent. I get it's a fast game, but sure, these guys are paid pretty fucking well to do it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm not talking about. Uh, you know the, the the poor fifteen year old that's that's refing rec hockey at Jack Setters here in Calgary. Like that's mm-hmm. yeah. Like these no, these are these are professionals, the highest level. Yeah. If and that's if, what's sad. If players is like, is like if if players are held accountable, the refs need to be held accountable, mm-hmm. held accountable. And by the, the refs, like like the refs at the Revelstoke Rec Center are better. Like. You know what I mean? Like half the time, it's just, it's absurd. Yeah, that's and that's. I suppose that's one of my biggest complaints when it comes to, you know, the 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 refing association when it comes to the, the the NHL is there's no there's no accountability whatsoever. They, they say there is, but the only time there's ever really been accountability is when the guy when, was caught on Mike saying. Oh, we got to give these guys a penalty now. <laughs> yeah, that was the yeah, when, only like when exactly. But what did he? What did he get? Didn't he? He was kind of like forced into retirement, wasn't he? But paid. He paid retirement, and mm-hmm. it was his last year. Yeah, like he he was already retiring. Yeah, so basically, he just got early retirement and yeah. still got his his uh, his pay. Yeah, it's like it's like he. His his company came to him when he was sixty four years and ten months old, mm-hmm. and said, "You know what? It's time you retired now. Here's your pay until then." Mm-hmm. Like that's that, bullshit. That's, that's not accountability. Mm-mm. You know, players players are again. Neither is McDavid getting five k for elbowing somebody in the face. That's not accountability either. No, but you know what? They trotted out in front of the public, and they let it be known. That's true. Like I, I mean, yes, the 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 fines are stupid, they're mm-hmm. meaningless, but at least it's a starting point for repeats, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can't you can't get you can't get to two game suspension unless you've had a history, right? So your history has to start with your fines, and then you you know, and then you progress from there. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing on the ref side, nothing. You know, like. Yeah, I don't know. It it, it's it really it's really frustrating when it anyway. When it's so blatant. yeah, that was a that was a nice fifteen minute segment on refereeing, which I uh, wasn't geared up to talk about. 
Well, but, yeah, but I mean, but, after that Oilers game, you kind of we couldn't not talk about how fucking shitty they are. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so McDavid scores on that third, um, that third power play, and it was really the only time the whole game I thought he looked dangerous. It was like the only play in the whole yeah. game. Like, I would understand if somebody said would think that McDavid wasn't playing that game for two periods. Yeah, he was pretty much invisible. Yeah. Which is which is great, right? Because it means yeah. our defense is doing their jobs. That's right. Yeah, there's um, there is even a couple of times that he coughed up the puck. Mm-hmm. And and in bad situations, right? So yeah. No, I mean it wasn't his best game and thankfully, you know, we we kind of kept him at bay. Yeah. I mean I mean to keep to keep uh, McDavid and, and Dreisaitl to one goal, like combined for one goal. Yeah, you know, midway through the third, I think I think the defense and and uh, and everybody did their job. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I w- I was talking to my buddy who's a, a one of my good friends who's a F- Edmonton fan, and he was saying, um, like right after the game, he said Edmonton had absolutely no business winning that game and he even said like the refs were bad and calgary outplayed the the shit out of edmonton and they had no no business being anywhere close in that game and 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 i agree so honestly i try not to to especially this far into the season like uh lessons and and moral victories and stuff like that whatever um i don't really buy into that shit but um, it wasn't the worst game. It was decided by a lack of of good refereeing and, uh, quite frankly, Mangiapane just being shit. Um, That's right. Shit on the ice we... and making boneheaded decisions. Mm-hmm. And the very next night, last night, we played another back-to-back in this segment against uh, Seattle, who was uh at the time one point ahead of us in the standings although they have several games in hand uh, i think four games in hand or something like that mm-hmm. um but still big divisional matchup uh seattle's playing quite well this year yeah um yeah they're you know vastly better than they were last year Much they're better. getting like they had like record shitty goaltending last year and they're getting below league average but it's like significantly better than last year this year and i think that's a big reason why plus um veneers and and uh guys like that are are stepping up and and being key contributors to to them um i actually don't mind that team honestly like like they're they're fun to watch. Um, it wasn't like like Vegas was, where it's like how the f- like how is it even fair that you're this good, at you know coming coming out of a expansion, right? Um, this this which, is more of what you would expect an expansion team to be, which is, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure, exciting I mean, I, but not not great. <laughs> I you know what I think Vegas probably ruined expansion teams for me to be honest i uh 
I still can't figure out how Vegas would ended up being as good as they were. It, it made no sense to me. Like the, the, the ownership and management are, are, I'm not, I'm not going to go fully into mm-hmm. what kind of human beings they are. Um, the, the team they don't treat people the best. Let's just say they, that. Yeah. I'll go with that. The, mm-hmm. the team as it was drafted was garbage. Like on paper. Oh yeah. But the, yeah. I, I do think they drafted well because they did draft lots of those guys who hadn't gotten an opportunity because they were playing behind whoever in in their in their markets right like the william mm. carlson's and the jonathan marcheso's of the world who were playing right. behind you know marcheso was playing behind huber though wasn't he yeah yeah both his left wingers and and i can't remember who Carl, carlson was playing other but like carlson was a third liner and then he came out and had a 38 i think goal season anyways we were not really talking about them right now but no um, so for for that reason I kind of lost interest in Seattle very quickly, mm-hmm. like very quickly. I, mm-hmm. I, I probably, aside from the games we played against them last year, I probably watched maybe five minutes of their mm-hmm. season last year. I just, I, I really got to a point where I could care less about the Kraken. And then playing, like playing them last night, it was. You know, I get get to get. I finally get to see some of their players play, and you know, aside from you know watching stats and things like that, and and, and following fantasy uh, hockey, I I really didn't have much information as far as their players. But watching them on the ice, they're they're a pretty good rounded team. Mm-hmm. Like they're 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 quick, surprisingly quick. Yeah. Yeah, surprisingly quick, especially when the quick guys are like somehow Brandon Tanev and Jamie Alexiak. Right. <laughs> yeah, I I really was hoping for uh, uh, Brandon and 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 Chris Tussle of some kind. I doubt they would have gone with each other, but I, but I was expecting there to be because Brandon was hurt most of last year. I don't think we played against him, but it would have been fun to see them get into it a little bit yeah for sure um yeah or at least even if it's just a a shove or something right just something to show that they're brothers i did i i I saw chris rub brandon off of a puck at one point and kind of look back and smile at him but that was the most we got of that um but yeah so we got some goals, <laughs> thank God. Right, um, one in each period, even. Oh yeah, that we did. Um, I want to concentrate on one of the well, t- two of the goals. So Toffoli scored scored a very Toffoli goal, which is perfectly fine. Where yep. I think we all are happy with how he's been doing. Yep. Um, and then you know. Ryan Donato scores one and Jamie Alexiak. Actually, I thought that was uh, that Jamie Alexiak goal in the second period was actually a really smart choice by him 
to go in and because Vladar was completely blind. Like there was lots of people oh, in, yeah. In, yeah, right. in front of him and yeah. Alexiak had the space, right? And so he skated in and like big hulking defenseman right in front of the net with you know guys in front of him just sniped it. It was a nice shot, to be honest. Um yeah, it was. Then you got Everly with he he assisted both goals from Seattle last night. Mm-hmm. Everly's always been tough on us. Do you do you remember Everly's first NHL goal? It always sticks in my head. I know we talked about it probably maybe, a couple of years maybe, ago. Maybe yeah, maybe maybe a year ago, maybe less than a year ago. It's uh it's blanking me again. Um it was just a, a rush goal where where Giordano had fallen to the ice to to make a block and he just made a sweet fucking toe drag right around Gio and scored. I can't remember who was in that, but I it always sticks out in my head Everly's first goal. Um I I I was really angry that that Edmonton drafted him um after watching him in the World Junior in in his final year there. His uh, his like record he, got broken today, hey? Oh yeah? Yeah, well, sorry. I think was right, it tied? Yeah, Bedard with the I think it's 14 goals or whatever, whatever 11 goals. I can't remember how many goals it was, but I remember seeing a TSN post or whatever saying that uh Bedard had tied Eberle's uh World Junior record this year and there's still several games left to go yeah there is that's interesting that was that's i'll always remember the you know the dying seconds of of the game where he scores the tying and the and the winning goals Mm -hmm. and i just i wanted him badly at the time then the oilers drafted him and i was pretty pissy about that and then he went to when you go to the Islanders, right? And I'm just like, I, up until maybe two years ago, I honestly wanted the Flames to make a play for Jordan Everly. Mm. But he's would have been great. I, I mean, he's still a good player. He's he is. He's got 27, 27 points in thirty three games, right? Mm. Like, I mean, what? How how old is he now? Born in ninety, so if if I had to guess, I'd say 31, 32. Yeah. Um thirty-two. Yeah. So um, I wanted to concentrate on this cat cadre goal. Okay. And we were talking about it last night. It's it bothers me. Our power play bothers me because Kadri is always on the half board and they'll put like Lind home out front or some or, or somebody else out front mm-hmm. that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Kadri should be the guy out front. They should have Lindholm and Toffoli in the making a pass or, or taking a shot area, not the screening the goalie area. Yeah. And almost every time Kadri gets in front of the net on the power play, like he did here, he was only there for fucking a tenth of a second and he scored yeah, i was gonna say it was a flyby on, on yeah. his part yeah mm-hmm. but he still got there yeah and there's been several times this year where he's stood there and and either somebody else scored because the goalie couldn't see the puck or 
he scored. Yeah. And he, he's good at that. That's something he's really good at. He shouldn't be on the half board. He should be that front net net front guy. Yeah, absolutely. In my I opinion. Mean, to have Lindholm in front of the net digging and, and being that guy and, and Kadri in the corner trying to retrieve a puck is asinine to me because Lindholm is vastly sh- superior in that role. In as sh- in a shooter yeah. role and well, in a playmaker role. Well, that's right. In the shooter role and the playmaker role and retrieving pucks. Mm-hmm. Right? If you if you want a guy to be digging out of our out of our, our uh, num- number one power play unit, mm-hmm. you know, I want Lindholm and I want Huberdeau. I don't want Kadri. Yeah. Kadri, you go stand over here and you wait for us to shoot the puck and then you get to work. Right, mm-hmm. that's where that's where he will shine, all the time. And like rebounds, right? Like, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, Lindholm is a better actual shot than Kadri, I, so he should be the one shooting. He's better at setting up a play than Kadri, so he should be off to the side with a vision, looking and and waiting for for a pass or or creating a pass or a flyby. Yeah, there's um, just there's so many reasons for. Because we, we discussed it uh, quite a bit last night, and then and then as we're discussing it, uh, he scores actually from, scores a goal from front of the net. Yeah, like we were literally talking about it on uh, in our group chat, and and our buddy Steve, shout out Steve, if if, he, if he's listening, he was agreeing with us, which rarely happens. We we get into it quite often, and and he uh, was agreeing with us. He's like, yeah, Kadri should be in front, and then like. A couple minutes later, Kadri scores because he caught in front of the net on the power yeah. play. Um, yeah. And I, I want to say, like, I'm not pissed off at Kadri about it. It's not Kadri's problem. It's the system. It's it's how the power play is set up in a manner that doesn't um, that doesn't complement Kadri and Lindholm's best qualities in my opinion go ahead thank you uh question up front here mm-hmm. um when when you say that it's just the system i'm i'd be willing to throw down a good chunk of what's in my savings account at the moment to say that the system does not involve having absolutely nobody in front of the net that's we, true or or moving and we all know that our system has Kadri in front of the net. So to say that it's then why not is he always fault, on the half boards? That is the question that I'm asking. Because you're saying you're not blaming him for it. I'm I've, saying he's. I out think of they, position. that's where they want him. I think I that's what it, what they're there's, being told. There's there's no way we want everybody along the boards. There's no way that Kurt Moeller where Daryl Sutter is saying the keys to success to our power play is everybody play on the fucking boards. Not a chance. I don't think so either, but the, I don't think that Kadri is the one they're telling to, to go there, even Ka- though he Ka- should. He Kadri should has always been known to do his thing. Whatever Kadri wants to do, he does it. A lot of times he's very successful at it, but he's also taken a lot of heat from a lot of NHL coaches for not listening. And I truly believe a lot of the struggles we've had on the on the first power play this year is because 
we have certain players that are not playing in their position. There because is, as a center, you should that's where you should be. Right. There is right? zero reason for him to be touching whiteboards at all. At all. I mean, maybe behind the net a little bit, but that's only when the puck misses the net and goes there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There is no reason for him to be skating anywhere else. He should be doing figure eights within three feet of the net. That's it. Yeah. See, I, I, I agree with you that that's how it should be, but I still don't think that Kadri is the one they want there. I think they want Lindholm there. And I think that Lindholm knows he's that that's not what he should do. And, and I think Lindholm's on, uh, and I'm not as, as soon as, as soon as the play kind of, as soon as we start to get possession, Adri starts going towards the net and Lindholm is the guy on the side. So that's to me, that to me tells me that Kadri is out of position to begin with. See, right? I see it. I, I see way too often Kadri well, basically he starts, where, he where, where doing laps. He starts doing laps around the around the the offensive zone. Sometimes with the puck, most he's on times the half not. board most of the time. Like that, that's that's what if, I see. If if you watch him, if he has the puck, he he does these fucking laps, and he loses the puck, right? But if you watch him when he doesn't have the puck, he's still doing these. I was like, what are you doing? Find a spot. Go there. My, my biggest thing with him is that he doesn't try to skate around guys. He tries to skate through guys. Right, and then complains about, oh, I, I, there was some physical contact there. He's Raph, like, oh, why, somebody's, somebody's why, interfering why with wasn't me. It's that like, a no, penalty. you skated into him. Yeah, like, <laughs> you caused that. Like, mm-hmm. In fact, you should get the penalty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, I just wish he'd go to the front of that. Whether... You know, we could argue all day on whether it's what they want him to do or whether it's not what they want him to do. Um, I just wish he fucking would do it. Absolutely. Because yeah, I'm I not going to sit here and, and lie and say every time he gets to the front of the net on the power play, it, it causes a goal. But I want to say that um, there has been, when I notice him in front of the net, quite it either causes havoc or it causes a goal. That's right. And that's that's what that's what you need. Yeah, absolutely. He he is the best person on the power play to create havoc in front of the net. Yes. That's what he should be doing. Absolutely. Screen the goalie. That's right. Screen Screen the goalie. goalie, Get ready for a rebound. Yeah. Um and then how about that goal from Huber though? You know what? You know, we all say shoot the puck, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. Right with when it comes to Huberto, you got to shoot mm-hmm. the puck. You got a great shot, and he's he's got great vision for the net. Like, like I want to watch him in a skills competition taking out the targets. He's got a deadly shot. Like he knows mm-hmm. where the puck is going. Like it's, and 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 to watch his interview or listen to his interview after where he's where he says that that. Oh, I was in, thinking in about the, passing that one. Yeah, the heat of, heat of the moment, I I was thinking about passing it, and then, and then he makes a joke. He says, "I know I, I should probably get to a, a psychiatrist." Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you should. Yeah. Like, you got to get that shit out of your head. Shoot the puck more. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a he's he's an elite playmaker and and one of the best in the NHL to do yeah. so. 
but he's got a hell of a shot. Yeah. And he and, needs and to use it more. I I am not because him and Goudreau are different players. Yeah. They're both great, great playmakers. Um but that is what Goudreau was like for way too long. You yeah. and I and, and every other Flames fan spent you know, eight years, 11 years fucking yelling at our TV, shoot the fucking, like, yeah. elite shot when yeah. he uses it. Speaking it of players doing laps. Years. Mm-hmm. Right? But yeah, it took him get... years to learn that if he used it, he'd get 40 goals and 115 points. Right. Yeah, who right? who would have who would have thought that Daryl Sutter would have brought out the offense of Johnny Gaudreau? Yeah, and let's hope that that um, if I had a thousand dollars to bet on that, I would not have won any money because I would not have bet on it ever. Nobody would have. Nobody said that except for Guy Gaudreau. <laughs> True, but uh, no, I honestly think that um, that was a really good goal. I. I heard a lot of people saying that's going to be the start of, of the Huberdo that we're looking for. And I honestly think that happened over a month ago. I um, yep. But no, I, I, I do think that, that, that he needed that. Yeah. And I think Uyghur needs one too. Uyghur definitely needs to get some points on the board for him. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it'd be nice for the flames for him to get those points, but for his confidence, he needs I don't expect him. Like, I'm not out here being like, "Oh, Uyghur's a point guy." We right. we need Uyghur to get points. We don't. No, Uyghur needs Uyghur to get a point or two. I exactly for his yeah, confidence, that, but yeah, I don't that, think. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't I don't think for a second that he's been bad. No, like he's he's been really good defensively. Yeah, and he's and he's been really good at you know exiting the zone. Everybody does. Sure. Yeah. But he's been he's been really good at exiting the zone. He's been really good at, I mean his his stick, um, plays like they're they're really fun to watch. It's like you and I both being being old old fans of uh, TJ Brody can appreciate a good poke check. Absolutely, and I think that especially with him playing with Tanev and being a guy who plays both sides, yeah, I think that. One of the reasons why they liked him in this trade so much is that Tanev's only got so long left. And I feel like we don't have anybody in our system who's anywhere near that level of that player, of of defensive play. And I think that Uyghur is a really natural replacement. Yeah, he could be, right? I mean, he's, yeah. he's, I mean, obviously I'm not going to say that he's, he's Tanev. No, he's not. But, but I think that he's the closest thing we got. He's the closest thing to like a complete defenseman. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, no, I agree with you there for sure. Yeah. Anyway, so that was a big win. Uh, hopped us up a couple spots in the standings where we now, even though we, Every other team below us has games in hand. <laughs> We're one point up on half of the division for uh, the third playoff spot. 
One uh, one one thing I do want to bring up in so out of all the games we've been talking about tonight, um, whether it be San Jose, L.A., Anaheim, Edmonton, and Seattle, um, one thing that really stood out to me is every single game we were in the positive when it came to faceoffs. So for those five games, we're at 55%. Yeah. Like, it's it's really great to have center depth. And it's great to have, to start with the puck, obviously. Obviously. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the one thing, if, if you remember watching the Flames, like from like 06, 07 till like 15, 16, 17, 18, maybe. Yeah. Um, that was, that was the biggest complaint, right? Center depth, center depth, right? They've got Monaghan, you know, obviously he's not around anymore, but they've really focused on creating that center depth and, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's starting to pay off. Right. I remember at one point during that Edmonton game, uh, when they were about to take a face off, they had those stat overlays where they did one with, um, I believe it was Lindholm and McDavid were were taking the face off, and Lindholm was six for seven and McDavid was zero for six. Wow, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that that's huge. Yeah. And again, like I'm sure McDavid won some later in the game or whatever, but sure at one point, um, and obviously they don't take all their faceoffs against each other, but yeah, McDavid hadn't won a faceoff in six faceoffs. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I like that. Me too, for for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, um, that's yeah. uh, you know what. That's the best place to leave it. Agreed. Everybody make sure you uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching us there, if you're not, uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, make sure to leave us a rating, uh, give us a review and subscribe. Um, Definitely subscribe, download, share with your friends. Share with your friends. Anybody that you think would like some uh, some armchair-ish content, but a couple of passionate Flames fans that like uh, talking talking about the team. And check out the uh, Hockey Podcast Network if you like uh, any other teams. You want to know most most of the teams have have a show on the Hockey Podcast Network. Make sure to check uh, check them all out. There's some pretty good ones. Uh, mm-hmm. There's also some fantasy hockey related ones. So uh, check it out. Yep. Yep. And this will likely be our, our last show of 2022. So want to wish everybody a happy new year. Cheers. On uh, Saturday night. Hopefully the Flames can pull out a win for uh, that celebration. Cheers, Big everybody. Against the Canucks. Cheers. Go Flames, go.